0: Joining me on the phone is Democratic State Senator Sarah Feigenholtz from Chicago. Senator, thank you so much for joining me this evening.
1: Rick, it's always a pleasure to be on your show.
0: Well, I wanted to know, you know, you're a new senator now. Um, this had to be kind of a very strange environment. And for people that weren't closely following what was going on, Uh, this was probably as strange a convening of the legislature as the state has ever seen.
1: Well, yeah, it, uh, you know, it certainly wasn't in the plan book, you know, uh, but clearly the legislature and the executive branch have a responsibility. And uh, after this uh, pandemic hit us, this, our world in Illinois, and our constituents—we were scrambling and spending a great deal of time. Actually, just doing so much triage, businesses closing, uh, unemployment issues. I mean, I I can't begin to tell you. Um, and managing all of it uh, while following the stay-at-home order ourselves and our staff. Um, doing the same. So we had to acclimate very quickly and start problem solving um, so that we could come up with remedy and take care of our constituents. But at some point, as you know, we had to get down to Springfield. We could not, we had to help the governor. (laughs) We had to do a budget and resolve some problems that only he can do with the legislature. But um, I think at that point people were just prepared to Uh, Many of us tested before we went. We took precautions. Um, We social distanced. We drove alone. We stayed in our own hotel rooms. There was no socializing. We got down to business, and uh, it was strange. But I think um, on the way home, I felt like we really accomplished about three months worth of work in three days what do you think
0: well and that's that's kind of what struck me because i thought going into this one uh it wouldn't be done in three days but i i didn't think it'd be done in five days um so uh, that was uh, really taking as you said three months of work and and cutting it down to what really were viewed as essentials um as as well as trying to put together a state budget in this great uncertainty of of what lies ahead and and you know, obviously, uh, we're all familiar with what it's like to be in a state that didn't have a budget for a couple of years. Oh, yes. So uh, for for the complaints that exist, at least at least we have something to work from. Uh, but that having been said, you know, there's still a great deal of uncertainty. The fact of uh, borrowing up to five billion dollars from the Federal Reserve. Uh, granted at a at, at, at low interest, but nevertheless, that kind of borrowing for a state, not great credit rating as it is, uh, and then kind of what's Washington going to do? Because whatever they do, and eventually everybody thinks they will do something, but eventually that money for states would be used to repay the loan. I mean, it, it's it's still kind of a question mark out there.
1: Well, you know, I I think, you know, when you think about uh, the CARES Act, it was put, uh, the the opportunity to borrow was an agreement between Pelosi, Mitch McConnell, Donald Trump. They all thought it was a good idea. Um, It passed overwhelmingly in Congress, and, you know, the federal government put this in place and and basically, encourage not just Illinois, but our forty-nine other partners in the country to do the same, because of exactly this reason for um, this pandemic. And um, you know, we're not we are not unique um, being hit by this. Uh, many states have closed their businesses; they have taken education remotely. Um, you know, so this is an opportunity for us to sort of take a breath and. Um, keep our schools going, invest in e-learning so that if we are still in space in September, that we don't lose precious moments of educating our children, that we shore up our healthcare system and make sure that we're responding to uh, local governments who have been sideswiped um, and really need our help
0: and you might have heard my question to the governor this morning or or even to uh republican leader brady about uh local governments and to me i think that that yeah they're they're getting back uh uh, about 125 million extra from the uh state share of the income tax uh there's uh, about I believe 250 million from the CARES Act uh, that is available for reimb- direct reimbursement of uh, coronavirus-related spending. Um, but after that, uh, you've got you, you have a state government that's you know spending like crazy to deal with this uh, unfortunate mm-hmm. epidemic. But you have local governments that are spending that way, and you know, as far as what I hear from. Not just Chicago, but when you talk to people in Peoria, Rockford, whatever, uh, Brad Cole from the Municipal League, you've got municipalities looking at laying off these uh, frontline uh, first responders.
1: Well, you know that we don't want that to happen. You know, interestingly enough, it was a very collegial. I mean, I, I think that uh, I saw more unanimity than I have and less partisanship than I have um, in, in many, many, many years. And I think that uh, Leader Brady sort of um, alluded to uh, the, the collaboration and cooperation in how I, I observed uh, people really trying to problem solve, acknowledging the tragedy of the pandemic, trying to mitigate what will continue to be a problem and at the same time make smart decisions to you know to resolve problems with the tools we have and of course wait and see you know again a lot of the uh, wait and see what what how how things um um, evolve in in Washington with more resources. I, you know, you saw, saw the Heroes Act. We're hoping that there'll be a little bit more flexibility around the the business loans and the PPP loans. Uh, around unemployment you're starting to see some of that happening
0: senator uh, we're, gonna, I, we're gonna i'm sorry i'm gonna have to interrupt you right there we need to sure. get away for a quick break but we'll pick up this discussion that's senator sarah Feigenholtz, democratic senator from chicago i'm rick pearson this is the sunday spin Magic might be an appropriate uh, bump here for uh, what the Illinois General Assembly accomplished in its uh, extended spring special pandemic session. On the phone with me is Sarah Feigenholtz, Democratic State Senator from Chicago. Um, just just real quick, when you touched on, on, on kind of a collegiality maybe enforced by the strange uh, things that lawmakers were forced to do because of the pandemic and health rules but i'm wondering too is is some of that maybe just a switch from having been in the house to the to the state senate
1: no i you know i I have always worked across the aisle and and i know that it certainly seems like there's a lot of partisanship and a lot of bickering going on but frankly 98 percent of the time we are working with our colleagues on the other side of the aisle and are like-minded some of it is, you know, we really do get along with them more than people think. Each other, we and and this and I have to say, this week was really special. I mean, I I felt it was different, and I felt like we all had some very serious purpose. Um, we are not a group. The legislature, people who run for public office and serve, typically are not. The the retreating type if you will um you know they are like marines they stay in they they fight they want to get to yes you know they we're sure to protect our constituents from the storm respond to the needs that they have and you know i mean we we got a lot accomplished on the on the front end first of all we made our full pension payment right We, uh, you know, Peter Brady said we did the hospital assessment. We came to an agreement on workers' Comp. We did TIF legislation. And as you know, you know, I was responding in my district to um, small business, the great bars and restaurants around Wrigley Field and um, uh, in my community that are uh, looking for tools to stay um, innovative and keep afloat. During this pandemic, while they are closed. So, we passed, of course, a a couple of measures that will help them at the Department of Revenue and the ILCC to, you know, around to stave off some of the costs they have before they're open, including giving them the opportunity to um, sell cocktails to go, which probably was a very popular.
0: bill this year uh yeah that probably was the 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 most popular bill this year and uh i I mentioned to to dean richards this morning i thought it was you know initially it was kind of like a a clever idea to try to help uh bars and restaurants out and then uh, the bar and restaurant uh community were like yes please uh you know we need we need any kind of lifeline we can get
1: exactly it's true, and we're going to watch, hopefully this week, the mayor and the governor uh, sort of work through the really fine details of what an opening looks like. I think I think that um, we can't talk about things in the context of open or close, okay? I think that we're seeing that neither, we're, we're in a place right now where we need to sort of do this in gradations. The people need to follow those rules within those gradations um, for us to be able to do this successfully. I just heard a statistic about Wisconsin who opened, as you know, very quickly. The bars were jammed with people, and they have just had a spike. And that is something I don't believe any of us want. I know the governor doesn't want it. I know the mayor doesn't want it. And so I think that they're going to do this carefully. Um, Having said that, giving... An opportunity for ours to, um, uh, you know, innovate and responsibly and safely deliver uh, mixed drinks with all the deliveries that they're doing um, is something that we are going to allow them to do, and um, continue to try and give them more tools to stay open while we're trying to figure this all out. Um, and let's not forget, we paid so we paid our pension cocktails to go and. In all the years that you and I have been in Springfield, see you stole there.
0: you stole my next question.
1: Come right on, there. I'm going to do it.
0: <laughs> okay, go it's for mine. it.
1: Give it to me. So, I mean, I know that you have probably been around around the same time as I have, where there was a time when gaming was on was, was being debated, and the mayor of the city of Chicago didn't want a Chicago casino, or at that time when gambling was being Permitted in Illinois. Uh, it was boats that left a dock, remember? And um, I don't think Rich Daly ever wanted any part of it. And, you know, so then Rom came and um, he, we, you saw what happened there. We, you know, the Governor Quinn vetoed it. Right. And, and then finally we passed, uh, you know, Lori Lightfoot, literally a year and a week after she became mayor put it together because she's so she's such a great leader, an amazing, just amazing woman. Um, I don't have to tell you that. And was able to put this amazing deal together, which ultimately results in revenue and jobs and paying our police and fire pension in the city of Chicago so that we can honestly hopefully hold our breath and pray that our property taxes don't go up to pay for that. So she has come up with a great solution and um, it, you saw the vote totals. The partisan, it was a complete bipartisan um, effort in both the House and the Senate. And um, I, am, I never thought I would see it. And I am glad it happened on Lori Lightfoot's watch.
0: Well, and, and I have to admit, you know, uh, even even these days when the rumblings about trying to get that uh, uh, tax, Uh, easing of the tax structure done i had my serious doubts whether any legislation would see the light of day particularly you know in this kind of truncated special session that we were in and knowing the history of gaming legislation and it becomes a christmas tree and it falls over of its own weight Um, but i think one of the drivers on it uh, was the fact of as 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 always is how do you sell a Chicago issue to downstaters uh, unless there's something in it for them and I think that goes back to the original uh, funding scheme of uh, the capital program the infrastructure program of, of tying uh, state share of casino revenues. Uh, into helping fund a statewide uh, public works program.
1: Well, not only that, but uh, that's true. We also solved the down, a, a downstate problem during the session um, with the consolidation of a, a bunch of pension systems, remember? Yes. So we And so the Chicago legislators happily put a vote on that, and we're waiting in November to try and, try and make this, drop this tax that was in the and, and we failed to do it. And I feel that, you know, with the leadership of some of our downstate colleagues, they wanted to help Chicago. And I also think that, <coughs> excuse me, from from this tragedy, from this, like, incredible moment none of us ever thought we would experience in our lives, in, while we're all floating in uncharted territory here, uh, water's, that everybody sort of came together and said, we got to do this. We've got a finite number of days here. We have to problem solve. This is going to help Chicago. You know, this is going to help the hospitality industry, who is hemorrhaging the most. You know, we had, in in, in Illinois, we have 595,000 jobs in the hospitality industry. Over 300,000 of them have been lost in, in three months in this pandemic. So, you know, we you know, we are a destination. We are a culinary and tourist destination. We now are the home of the James Beard Awards. People come and flock to our city for our bars, our restaurants, for all our sports teams, for conventions. This is a lot of money in the bank. That is revenue. Okay. So We have got to do everything we can to keep this industry alive and to keep the culture of our city. You know, this isn't Houston where you have a bunch of chain restaurants. You know, this is the home of Rick Bayless. And, you know, we have some of the best chefs in the country here in Chicago, and we have to keep it that way. We have to do whatever it takes to keep these people afloat.
0: Well, and that's kind of and and people who've listened to the show and and obviously i've had sam toyan and 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 I've got you know Michael Jacobson from the hotel uh and the lodging association coming on next but it's it's like what is what is this city and its cultural appeal and as a convention site visiting site hospitality site what is that going to look like you know is there going to be a new mindset a different mindset of people
1: yeah well you know i i think a lot of it i think a lot of it depends on a vaccine that is effective and available widely um i think it's going to take a long time to build that confidence and i think that uh, michael jacobson is probably going my constituent michael jacobson and i have talked extensively about this. I think we're going to start to see how Europe did this and uh, and bring some ideas that are not necessarily um, on our radar screen yet um, um, to the fore for discussion. I think that this is what we are going to begin. We have to be innovative. We have to reinvent ourselves and we have to do whatever it takes short of endangering lives, by the way. But um, there. You, you will probably hear some very interesting ideas from Mr. Jacobson in the next segment. I'm that, confident.
0: That's Sarah Feigenholtz, Democratic State Senator from Chicago. Senator, as always, thank you so much for joining the Sunday Spin.
1: It's my pleasure, Rick. Take care.